Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Action Park Media. Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. We are doing another Zoom podcast, but this time we're all separate. The first time Jamie and I are Zooming separately. And I don't like we, it. I know it, it does feel weird. <laughs> I know. But I feel like the next few, I mean, leading up to having the baby are maybe just going to be like all virtual Zoom podcasts. So hopefully the audio sounds good. We have a very exciting guest. I have been wanting to get him back on shenanigans for literally over a year now. So I am so excited that Mr. Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic is back. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. And you know, we're all doing our best with technology these days. I know we've been in this sort of technology uh, pandemic world for a while, but there's always issues. So we're all doing our best. So hopefully we all sound good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good in my AirPods. So, hey, let's give it a go. Sheena, (laughs) Sheena, you're like so close to having a baby. I'm so excited for you. And I'm I'm curious how much we're going to see of it. Are you guys filming? I feel like I have questions for you. Well, um, we can answer those maybe on Everything Iconic or a few, but I've learned that whenever I interview guests, they don't like that I talk about myself. So I try to not do that anymore, but we we can answer a few. But, wait a minute, um, but I feel like I'm an exception to the rule because I am working on behalf of the people in the Bravo fandom. I feel like I'm part of that. And so, you know, people expect me to get a little tea out of you. And yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. I got to get a little something, you know, about the show, about Vanderpump Rules. You know what I need an answer is how the heck do you know Rachel Bilson? How are y'all friends? She is one of my favorite actresses ever. And I've been dying since I saw her commenting on your Instagram. I saw you just interviewed her. How did this oh, happen? And do you think she'll ever do shenanigans? Well, by the way, I sort of feel like you guys have a similar look. Literally, after we got off our, like, Zoom interview, I was like, you know what? She could play Sheena in, like, the the movie version of Vanderpump Rules or vice versa. I feel like you guys have a... um, a similar look. And also 
I am, have been dying to ask you this because she was on my show and we talked about some of the people that she's dated. She's dated a lot of like my crushes, like Adam Brody, and she dated Bill Hader and Hayden Christensen, like these hot guys. And somebody DM me after the interview and said she also was alleged or it was a gossip rumor mill thing that she dated J.C. Chazé. And I also <laughs> heard that about you, Sheena, and I've never asked you that. I, I meant to ask you, I think last time you were on, but that was a rumor. Is that true? And also, is there anyone else that Rachel Bilson has dated that you overlap? None who you mentioned, JC and I, oh my gosh, this was like my senior year of college when I met him. We never like dated, but we definitely had hung out a few different times and had some fun. He's my my prince, my turtleneck prince. I love that man. Oh, I love him. I, and I was always JC over JT. Like, oh yeah. Always. Yeah, totally. he was but, the um, best. Vo- he was the best voice and everything. He was uh, amazing and stunning looking. I love. He should have had the huge solo career, in my opinion. Um, but Rachel is so wonderful, and she's got a new uh, OC recap podcast. And it just so happened, like I, my boyfriend and I were re binging the OC, and I started like posting about it. And I, I think we got in touch somehow that way. And uh, she was great. And so I'm, yeah, she, I, I, she was so so sweet and lovely and great. I feel like yeah. that show, along with Laguna Beach is the reason I live in OC right now. Like growing up in New Jersey, I would watch that and I would just like dream of a better life for myself. And it's so surreal because now as like I drive down Pacific Coast Highway or I'm going through Newport or Laguna, I'm just like, this is like, it still doesn't feel real that I live here. I feel like it really set the trends in so many ways as I'm rewatching it. Like the fashions, all the fashions, the music, And then even a lot of our reality shows sort of came, I think, as a result of shows like The O.C. and Desperate Housewives. I mean, you mentioned how like you live in O.C. now. And I think there was like a cultural fascination with that area around that time in the early 2000s. And it led to shows like Laguna Beach, which led to The Hills. And I think that really helped spawn Housewives as well, which then... You know, yeah, the first, all these offshoots. The first Housewives was OC. Right. It's funny too that you said that we have a similar look because when I've been asked before, like if there was ever a Vanderpump Rules movie, who do you want to play you? And I'm like, well, if we're going like a season one, like a young Sheena, I would say Selena Gomez. But if we're going like today, Sheena, Rachel Bilson. I have always said that. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about how I had drinks with Selena Gomez at Tom Tom? No, but I know she's been in there. Yeah, sure. Her, she's a Vanderpump Rules fan, and she, we were sitting. There was like a group of us, and and Katie Maloney's mom called me over to the table, and like I was sitting there with Selena and talking to her and her friends about Vanderpump Rules, and Terry Maloney was like, "Let's get some photos," and then like, so I have photos with Selena Gomez at Tom Tom, but she wasn't drinking, but she was so lovely and kind, and she's a Vanderpump Rules fan. I love that. Wow, Sheena, look at this. <laughs> Maybe we could get her on. Right? Oh my God, that would be such goals. Yeah. Uh, I would love there to be, you know, even outside of Vanderpump Rules, I would really like to see like a scripted version of some of these reality shows like Housewives. I think like the early OC Housewives, I'd love to see a movie version of just how that came to be. I think would yeah. be, eventually I think we'll get one, but. That would be cool. Yeah. So I have a Housewives question for you because I know you're a big Housewives fan. If you could make your own new Real Housewives franchise, franchise and pick seven housewives past or present from any of the cities 
Who would your dream cast be? Oh God, I feel like that's such a hard question and I could go a bunch of different ways. Like if I wanted to do something super messy, I could do a lot of like the villains or the potsters. And I think in that way, if I just wanted like pure messy entertainment for 10 episodes and I didn't have to produce it, if I could just watch it as a viewer, I'd pick maybe Karen Huger from The Real Houses of Potomac. Uh, Ramona from The Real Houses of New York. Uh, I'd pick, I, I gotta have someone from Jersey. I'd probably pick, uh, I don't know, maybe Teresa or Margaret from Jersey. I think they would be great. And then what am I missing? Um, Beverly Hills, who would I pick? Maybe Rinna, she would stir the pot a little bit. Uh, and then Atlanta, I think I would bring in Portia would be great. Or Marlo, I'd love to just throw Marlo in there. There's so many. That, those are the ones that first pop in my head. I feel like I gave you more than seven, but. Yeah, that would be a good you, cast. You know, they're doing like an all-star version and hasn't been officially announced, but there's been all these rumors. And then some of the housewives have been like traveling. Uh, apparently they're going to do sort of like a vacation where there's a group of them all together and, and it'll be a, a big hot mess and I can't wait. Really? I heard that. I heard that too, but I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a rumor where they're just going to stick them all on an island and see what happens. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, but I think there, I I read in the blogs that they, there were housewives that are filming on some island. I I forget which island it is, but they also did that winter house, which was like uh, people from different there wasn't anyone from Vanderpump Rules, allegedly. Do you know who's on it? The the rumors are uh, a lot of the summer house people. So like Kyle, Carl, Luke, Sierra, and Paige. And then uh, from Southern Charm, Craig and Austin. And I think maybe new people too. I, I You know, this is all like what I've read in the blog. So I don't have any confirmation. And sometimes people tell me things. I don't know what's true and what's not because people DM me things and I'm like, I don't know if you're just telling me bullshit or if it's actually real. And I, sometimes I can't remember what I've dreamt up or what that people have told me. <laughs> like, I don't know if a producer told me that or I dreamt it. So yeah, I think that's what I've heard. I think so that's what your, I've heard too. Has your interest in pop culture, did that stem from reality shows or was it before that? Was it always like as a child, were you into it? How did this all start for you? I was always really a pop culture junkie. So I remember even when I was a kid, there was a video store that was like dollar video rentals and I would get the schedule and highlight them the movies that I wanted to watch and I would save up my money and go rent as many as I could and so I always loved movies tv shows I was a talk show junkie when I was a kid so I was obsessed with like Rosie O'Donnell's show and live with Regis and Kathy Lee and The View and all of those as like a young kid and so uh, I've always liked it and then I got into Housewives early on uh, when New York started that was the first one I sort of hopped on board with and then I went back and watched OC and then as new ones came I started getting addicted to Atlanta and then uh, the other Jersey when it came and so I've, yeah, I just, I sort of always just loved it when Housewives started. But before that, I've just been a big fan of celebrity and pop culture. I love the uh, Rosie O'Donnell clips that you have on your Instagram. In fact, I <laughs> sent Sheena one last night, the one with Mr. Rogers. And I was like, this is so emo, but I love it. <laughs> I know. I know it is emo. Yeah. And I, I think she was brilliant. She's, she was my favorite talk show host, I think, because she was such a fan of pop culture and she was, she would fangirl over her guests. And yeah. I feel like 
watching it as a kid, it was like, oh, she's just like me. Like she, she uh, knew every fact about a TV show and a celebrity. And I always felt like that as a kid. So I, I was uh, attracted to that. And she had a lot of Broadway on her show, which was like for a kid like me in Ohio, I grew up outside of Cleveland and it was like, I didn't have access to Broadway. And when I would watch her show, I'd get to see these performances that Otherwise, I wouldn't get to see. And so, yeah, I, I always just really loved her a lot. I loved her in a league of their own. So I've been a fan of her since I was a little kid because she was in my favorite movie, playing opposite Madonna, who was like my favorite character in that. I've always loved her. And you have the League of Their Own connection, too. I know. Uh, and your family. I mean, that movie is just, there's there's nothing better. Like, it's just so, so good. It's iconic. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's it, Madonna and Rosie have are you, still have friends. Have you guys seen what I was just going to say, Madonna, I've been following her a lot more lately. She's been, po- she's been more active on Instagram. Have you guys seen her lately? She looks amazing. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, Madonna? <laughs> I know. I've seen some of the videos and it's crazy. Yeah. She, you know, speaking of Rosie, Rosie's also beautiful still too, but it's interesting to see the different ways these two have been aging because they are around the same age. And and Madonna has, I don't know, sucked from the fountain of youth or something. I haven't seen anything recently, but I mean, she's always looked incredible. You should check that out gives me Instagram. It's it gives me hope. I'm like, okay, so in my 50s, I mean, look at J-Lo, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston, Gwen Stefani, Madonna. I'm like, we can still be hot. We're not losing our youth yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Totally. I've, I mean, it's interesting to think when we were kids thinking of women who were in their 60s celebrities you know if I watched the Golden Girls growing up and those women were in their late 50s and 60s and they seem so much older and now when we see people like JLo or or Madonna it doesn't seem like I don't know they don't seem as old they're much more youthful than 50 and 60 were when when I was younger mm-hmm. that's so, so speaking true. of like pop icons Danny you are obsessed with Jessica Simpson <laughs> and actually Jessica and Sheena have a man in common too by the oh, way I know that. Oh, I know that. you know what before we get into the Jessica Simpson in common with Sheena let's take a little break <laughs> Everything in our lives is getting smarter. I know y'all have heard me talk about this before. And if you're a cat owner like me, I have some news that's going to rock your world. Litter is smarter too. Thanks to the world's smartest cat litter, Pretty Litter. And that's exactly what it is. It's pretty. It's white. It's sparkly. It looks great in my litter robot. It lasts so long. One bag lasts you a month. I have two cats with the litter robot and the Pretty Litter It's amazing not having to change a litter box every day because especially being pregnant, I can't be around cat litter and I didn't want to have to do that to Brock for the whole 10 months that I'm pregnant. Also about this that's really cool is they have a health detector, which is so helpful because the litter actually changes colors and can detect if there's something wrong in your cat's urine. So, you know, that can save you a lot of money on vet bills by being able to diagnose it very early on. Plus, Pretty Litter is safer for you and your cat and for the whole household. Many conventional litters contain like all those irritants that can aggravate allergies and asthma. But Pretty Litter's super light crystal base minimizes mess and dust. And Pretty Litter arrives safely at my door in a small, lightweight bag. Shipping is free. I never have to worry about storing bulky containers, which is so nice. 
Your cat deserves the best. Your cat deserves the world's smartest kitty litter. So do what I did. Make the switch to Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com. Use promo code SHAY for 20% off your first order. Again, that is prettylitter.com, promo code SHAY for 20% off. Prettylitter.com, promo code SHAY. Okay, so I know you do Jessica Thursdays on your Instagram that was even like featured on like ET Canada. Has Jessica, have you guys ever like chatted? Has she reached out? Does she know about like what a fan you are? No, I wish I had heard from someone that works for her company that that they were fans and sort of alluded to the fact that she might be, but I've never heard directly. Uh, no, but I, I had actually gone right before the world sort of shut down. I went to the Kelly Clarkson show with Ariana and Tom. They were guests on it for the cocktail book. And I went with them and Jessica had filmed uh, right when we were there. So she was like leaving as we were coming in and I didn't get to see her but the someone who worked for Kelly like had known about my Jessica Thursday post and was like, oh my God, Jessica was just here. If I would have known you were like, we could have made it work that you could have met each other. So we were so close, but I love her. And hopefully one day, um, one day soon. What's your favorite Jessica Simpson song and music video? I love, I think I'm in love when she's the music video. She's sort of outside of the, she, she's driving on the freeway and she's standing up in the car and the, it's just such a fun, like summer song. It's also very like nineties Mariah, which I love the, the sound of that uh, song. So I love a lot of her music, but that one to me is just like the peak. I see you've been watching Ashley Simpson's reality show lately. I loved that when that was on. And I loved that that first album of hers with Pieces of Me. That's like one of my favorite songs. But it's funny because Sheena will have these parties and she makes these great playlists. And then like that's, I remember one time that song came on. I'm like, leave it. She's like, no, it's too sad. I can't leave it. (laughs) Okay, I want to ask both of you, were you more Ashley or more Jessica around that time? Ashley. I liked that. I liked that whole album. I wasn't so much into the pop. I, for some reason, I was obsessed with take, when she did Take My Breath Away, um, Jessica Simpson. I love that version of it because I've always loved that song. But I loved that whole album of Ashley's. I think it's amazing. And I'm not embarrassed to say it. (laughs) I was obsessed with Jessica Simpson until Ashley came out. And then, I mean, I was just equally obsessed with both of them. They had such different styles. But I, like, Jessica, like, because I'm, like, I stand Britney Spears. Like, that was my girl. So when Jessica came out, it kind of seemed like a knockoff Britney Spears, but with this incredible voice. And then I became such a fan of hers. And when her album, gosh, I can't think of what it's called. It came out when I was in college. And it had the um, song about, like, with uh, Nick Lachey. And she's, like, talking about how... where Where you are. I think that song. It's not that song, but it, with she you. Said, with you, thank you. Oh yeah, I yes. love okay. that song. So like that album, I remember being in college, actually driving down to San Diego to visit the guy I was dating, and I was listening to that album, and I was just so obsessed with it, and I was like, Wait, oh which God, guy? Want- which guy were you dating at the time? Was this the John Mayer phase? Were, <laughs> were you listening to Jessica Simpson on your way to John Mayer? <laughs> no, I was too young. Uh, this was like still dating someone from high school. So okay. yeah, that would have been baseball. full circle though. That would have been, oh my gosh. Yeah, fun times. But so you yeah. brought up Britney Spears. I'm so curious to hear Danny's, you know, thoughts on everything that's going on with her right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love Britney too. And I, 
It's interesting. I'm sure you guys have heard. I, I think I've lived in LA almost uh, over 10 years now. And I think you meet a lot of people who work in the industry in various ways, like behind the scenes and stuff. And I know so many friends who have worked in different capacities with Brittany and everyone just always has the most glowing things to say. And I feel like that's very rare because, you know, you can hear uh, from people who've worked with the biggest A-list celebrities and they often have like a horror story. And I feel like I've heard so many just angel stories about Brittany and her being so professional and kind and sweet. So I, I love her. And I, I also don't think that I know she's been this huge star, but I also don't think she's been respected for how talent she, how talented she is, not just in dancing, but I think in music, her phrasing and, you know, people don't always, I, I know she's not considered like this big voice, but I think her ability to record those songs in, in a, such a unique way it sometimes goes underappreciated. So I love her and that, that uh, documentary is so sad. And it's interesting with all of these pop stars, we're learning so much more about them from 15 years ago that we never knew. I mean, even I was talking to someone uh, the other day about these celebrity memoirs and now the celebrity memoirs like Mariah's and Jessica's and hopefully one day we'll get something from Britney, but we're reframing all of that stuff from our college years or, or the stuff that we used to see in the, in the tabloid magazines and stuff. And we're learning a different side of it. And so I hope one day Britney is able to tell her side of the story and, and give us like a, a detailed breakdown of what's going on. But you know, it's uh, my heart breaks for her. And I, I just, I just want the best for her. And I, and I, I don't think it's fair that she uh, is expected to work uh, in the capacity that she has been for so long while also being under this conservatorship. So I think there's a lot of uh, murky details in terms of like the law of it all that it bums me out and hopefully it's fixed at some point, but I hate that she's, she's going through what she's going through. And I also hate that she's become the poster child for this, uh, the law of it all, because I almost think it takes away from all of the world, the brand and the entertainment she's built for so long. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering with the documentary, if any movement has been made like legally or, you know, cause obviously there's this whole outcry now, you know, to help her. Um, which started even before the documentary, but now I just feel like there's so much more attention put on it. So I was just curious if like anything is even, is anyone helping her, you know? Yeah, I think there have been like a couple little updates, but I, I don't even know if I could speak on them because, you know, I, I feel like I would get the details wrong. But, you know, I, I think and hope it just encourages people to speak out there, especially there are some bigger celebrities who have worked with her. I think Sharon Stone sort of spoke out on social media and said something and maybe Natalie Portman or, but hopefully the more attention that's brought, the more it could be fixed or, or I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. You know, helped. Well, one of Britney's biggest fans is our mutual friend, Ariana Maddox. Yeah. So I'm so curious, how did you and her and Tom all kind of connect and do the fancy AF cocktail book? That's a bestseller. Congratulations, oh, by the way. Thank you. I love them. Uh, you know, on the show, Ariana on Vanderpump Rules had talked about doing a cocktail book, but she came on my show and I was interviewing her and I just sort of mentioned what's going on with that. And they didn't have like a, a concept or... Uh, it, it wasn't moving forward. And um, so then we just, we figured out an, a new idea for it and a new take on it and then worked on it. And they were so much fun. And I mean, you know, they're so sweet and kind and getting to know them was the first time where I really realized like on these reality shows, you don't, we, we just get a small portion of you guys that are on it. And uh, it, it really made me see, cause 
they're just so kind and and fun and nice. And I think especially on Vanderpump Rules, we just get small snippets of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're two of my favorite people in this world. You know, they both stood up with me at my wedding and I love them so much. And it was just so great to see. I mean, I know we didn't see much or we didn't really see anything on the show of the book, but to just see it finished and to know how much work went into it and the fact that you helped with it. It's such an incredible book. It's beautiful. I literally have two copies here. I have another one in Palm Springs. I was just like, I need to order one to make sure I have one in each house in each city. And also now that I, we're doing Zoom, so I can just take you with me to show you. Oh my God. So not only do I have their book right here on my bar, but I also have a caboodle. <laughs> oh my God, the caboodle. We were... <laughs> yes, because we were you posted a caboodle <laughs> and I was like, Danny, I texted him and I was like, now you're making me look on Amazon and eBay for my childhood caboodle. <laughs> I love that you got a caboodle, Sheena. Honestly, I sh- I need to go buy one immediately. I, you know, with the cocktail book though, just being a fan of, of reality TV and all of these shows, like I've seen so many books come and go and like, I really didn't, I wanted it to be like a really good book and I wanted the fans to really like it. And so, you know, I, I and I think we, we all did, uh, but I think it turned out so good. I, I, I'm so proud of it. And I know they are too, but it's just a really quality, like a quality product. So I, I'm happy that people have liked it. And it's been interesting because it came out shortly before the quarantine and everything. And there's just been so many people on social media, like tagging, making the cocktails when they've been home. And I just think it's really fun. And there's a lot of fun little details in it and great, beautiful photos. And yeah, and the drink recipes are amazing. And we, tr- we really tried hard to make it like a big mix. So there's some drinks in there that are really uh, elaborate. And then there's other ones we try to make super easy. We just, I know it was a goal of Ariana and Tom to be like a big mix of, of stuff. And, and I, I just think it turned out great. Yeah. I love that they have like the trashy and classy, like the ones you can make in a college dorm room with a packet of like Taco Bell hot sauce, or you can make like the really fancy AF one. So it's a nice mix for everyone. You know, we heard from people, some people would say like, oh, this drink is too hard. And, but it's like, we tried to have a mix because we all thought like, if they're all too easy, then everyone's going to say like, what the hell do I need this book for? And then if they're all too hard, they're going to say, I can't make any of these. And so it's meant to be a, a big selection. So, you know, you might not make them all. But I think for any occasion, there's a cocktail. Yeah. You uh, interviewed Andy Cohen, and that was an amazing interview. And uh, you had mentioned that you were so nervous and excited for that interview. And I loved what Andy said. And he was like, well, that's how you actually get the best interviews is when you're feeling that, which kind of brings us back to the whole Rosie O'Donnell being such a fan of the people that she's interviewing and so excited about it. So what can you tell us about your interview with Andy? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Yeah, it was so sweet. You know, oftentimes, as you guys know, people will come on the show and there'll be restrictions on what you can ask, or there'll be time constraints or things like that. And you can't really explain that to the audience. So you can't say, uh, you know, they asked me to cut something or, or they didn't allow me to ask about that. And occasionally you'll get someone coming on the show and they won't tell you until right when they sit down with you that you can't ask something. And I always feel like that 
that frustrates me as an interviewer because I don't want the listeners to think I just didn't ask about some very obvious thing. But with Andy, what was great is he came on, he's like, there's no time constraints and there's nothing off limits. So wow. you know, I really tried to like run the gamut of, of questions that I've always wanted to ask him. And uh, the most amazing thing to me was we, towards the end of the interview, we got into more of his parenting. And I was really in the moment sort of thinking about when I was growing up, there were no examples of men in media who were parents, uh, gay men in media who were parents. And I was thinking about him and Anderson and how now kids can turn on their TV every night and see him with his son as an openly gay man. And that was really amazing to me. And, you know, that's inspiring. And I don't think he really gets enough credit for for that. But he was lovely and, and great. And I love him. He is. He's so. I, I actually have a crush on him when I met him with you, Sheena. When you did uh, we all do. Really? <laughs> I didn't know you did too. Oh my I god, like, he's, he's so cute. He's I so love cute. him, and his personality is amazing. So it just adds to it. So yeah. And he's yeah. an interviewer too. So he, I think he he knows how to give a good interview, and so he knows how to keep it moving. And he was just great. Is there anyone that you are just dying to interview? Yeah, there's a bunch of people like outside of the Bravo world. I think people like Meg Ryan, I would love Jessica Simpson. You mentioned Mariah Carey. Like I I love any of these women, particularly women in the world of entertainment who have endured over a long period of time. I'm very fascinated by. And so those are people sort of on the top of my list. And in the Bravo world, I've really been lucky to interview most of the people I've, I've wanted to within the Bravo universe. But, you know, there's always new people. Now there's this whole Jen Shaw case. I don't know if you've been following from the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. And I'm like, oh, I would love to do an interview about that. Again, I don't know that she's even going to be opening up about that, but it's like, that'd be something that would be cool. Um, Or even some of the other cast members. I don't know how much they'll be able to talk about it, but I would love to talk uh, to them. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds because her trial isn't even until what, October? So we have some time until then. You know, this past week, we talked about the Jen Shaw and Real Houses of Salt Lake City. And when stuff like that happens, it's like really fun to go and take to the microphone and talk and break it all down. And one of the benefits of moving to twice a week is that I mix in my interviews. So when I have a guest on, I try to just focus on them and not you know, I'm not talking about myself at all, but then I have my other episodes where it's just me and I'm breaking down a show or recapping completely solo. And that's when I'm able to like throw in all of my own stuff. And so I feel like that mix helps me a lot. I was reading through your reviews and not jealous or anything, but you have five stars. And it seems that the people love all of your show recaps. So is, is that really fun for you? And what's your, do you have a favorite show that you enjoy recapping? Yeah, the recaps are really fun for me. You know, those are, like I said, usually solo. And so uh, New York is typically my favorite show to recap, The Real Houses of New York, because they're just so, it's wacky and funny and there's drama. And I just feel like invigorated when I'm recapping New York. Beverly Hills is also fun because it's crazy. Uh, Yeah, those two are probably, Vanderpump Rules used to be really fun to recap. And then this last season, it was just sort of like, blah. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think right. about uh jersey this season you know i'm liking jersey all of the shows right now are in a weird sort of covid haze where they're a little off i feel like everything is not as good as it once was atlanta used to be like one of the best shows on tv and now it's just this season sort of there's been a, some really high points but there's it's rough and jersey has been more consistent i think than a lot of the other housewives on right now during covid times but uh 
it's not as good as it always was. But the last episode, there was this big fight between Teresa and Joe Gorga that was really excellent. And so there was this Jersey Shore episode that was great. The premiere was really good. So so they've had some good episodes. Yeah, I felt like that fight with Joe and Teresa when Brock and I were watching it. I like all, like I like physically felt it. Like I almost got like the chills when he was like screaming. He's like, he put my mother in a crib. I was just like, oh God, like I just like felt it. And that's the thing that, I mean, I don't love that family was fighting, but that's the one thing I love about that show is that they have that family aspect to it. But I was like watching a show and I just like, I genuinely felt it. Like it was just such a powerful scene. And I was so glad that it ended with them hugging and making up. But this season, I mean, they've they've definitely brought it. Speaking of Jersey and that family dynamic, and it makes it so dramatic. What do you think of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills bringing in Kathy Hilton? That, that'll be a little family dynamic there as well. I'm very excited. I think, I, I don't even know what to expect exactly from Kathy. We've got little glimpses of her and she seems like quirky and, and also has like a shadiness to her. I hope we get some Kim appearances too. I'd love to see all three of them together. And that's always been my most, uh, my favorite part of Beverly Hills Housewives is just the dynamic between Kyle and Kim. And so I think bringing in Kathy is, is a great move. And, and I think it adds, it adds a relationship that's already like built in. So it's not like a whole group of people having to get to know each other. It seems like Kathy has a relationship with at least Kyle and some of the other women. So I'm I'm very excited about Beverly Hills. I, I was one of the few people who really liked last season of Beverly Hills. I, I didn't love how they were treating Denise, but I thought it was a good TV show. Uh, so I, I hope they continue being good. Does any other city need a Housewives? Oh yeah, I, I think Las Vegas would be really interesting. I, I'm fascinated by Vegas Ooh. culture. And I think like the, the whole showgirls culture aspect of it and the sort of seedy underbelly of Vegas would be really interesting and fascinating. Also, I'm from the Midwest, so I'd love a Chicago Housewives would be great. But also, you know, I was watching Summer House and, you know, Luke's from the Midwest. He's from Minnesota and he was getting in a fight with someone. He's like, I don't like you. And I was like <laughs> thinking that would be what Midwest Housewives would be. It would just be, <laughs> I don't like you. Like there wouldn't be anything really to mean. And so, so maybe that might be a little... We have to find really spicy people for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That part of the fight was so funny. I just had Paige and Hannah on last week on shenanigans and we were talking about that. (laughs) I don't like you. I don't like you. Wait, so whose side are you on? Are you on team Kyle and Amanda or team Hannah? Uh, Oh, I'm team Hannah for sure. Yeah. That's my girl. I'm team Kyle. I'm firmly team Kyle. I like, I, I just had Hannah and Paige on too. They were just on my show, but you know, I told Hannah, I was like, I'm team Kyle. That's what I'm seeing. Why? I feel, uh, I don't know. I normally don't, I normally have never liked Kyle and Amanda that much. I think Kyle's very handsome, but I never really like, you know, I cared for him on the show. And this season, I just feel like either we're not getting all of the correct information. Obviously there's stuff that's cut and everything, but, uh, I just you know, that fight when Kyle and Hannah were sitting down and he said something or she said something about her dad. And he said, why don't compare me to your dad? And she said, don't talk about my dad. And it was like, you brought it up, you know, like that, that's the kind of thing. I don't really see how you could, could side with Hannah on that point. And, and again, I know there's the truth is somewhere out, you know, outside of all of this. So I'm sure there's a lot that we're not seeing in you know, Hannah, we change on a dime. Five minutes from now, I might feel differently. But yeah, right now, I'm, that's how I'm feeling. 
I will say there are definitely scenes that like when I'll be like watching it with Brock and we're just like, oh, Hannah, like, come on. So like I have those moments with her this season, but I think a lot of those like, oh, Hannah moments, I see myself and I see things that I've done and I'm just like, oh my God, that was so me season seven or like, that's so me and Adam. And like, I just like can relate. So that's why like, I just have to be team Hannah because I feel like that's just being team me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we asked her about the fight with Kyle. Cause we're like, but you brought up your dad. So she's definitely not been right a hundred percent of the time, but if it came down to it and I had to pick a side, I'm going to go with my girl. And I still don't understand the does of it all because I don't get that. He we're, we're just finding out about him on the show and he's going to be on, I think this week or next week or something, but it just doesn't make sense how she was so upset about the Luke thing, but then she was in a serious relationship. I I don't quite, I I feel like we're missing something and I'm not saying that's Hannah's fault. It could be the show just didn't have an opportunity to show everything, but. I don't think she was in, she wasn't in the serious relationship going into the show. They met a couple weeks before and they were talking, but still the stuff with Luke was like past feelings and unresolved conflict and whatnot. So I could have, you know, been dating someone new, but still had all this like unresolved feelings and conflict with Adam and still acted the same way because it's like you have this friendship, but then it's like, you know, it's crossed that line, but then you want to still be friends, but there may be someone else you're interested in. And I just related to that. So I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, you haven't seen this person in a while and now here they are like, I just put myself in her shoes. Like if I was at that point and Adam brought some girl into like our group, I'd be like, wait, what? Like, I thought like we had a thing like, yeah, sure. I'm talking to other guys as I was during the whole Adam. What happened to Adam? Where's that guy at now? Um, I don't know. Honestly, he's like the only person I like kind of dated and don't keep in touch with or know anything about his life. Did he not want to do the show anymore? Did the show not want him to do it anymore? No, he was done. Like when him and I ended things, he literally quit, sir. So he never had to see me again. He didn't want to do the show, work at sir, be around any of that. But I still keep in touch with his family. His sister-in-law just had a baby. We talk weekly, but I, I don't know what's really going on with him. I've heard he's doing great. So I wish him the best, but I can just relate to the Luke situation with Hannah by putting myself in her shoes when it comes to Adam. So I'm like, I get it. Even if you're talking to someone else, it's still there was just that unfinished business and then throwing a hot model in your face the whole summer. It's like, come on. Yeah. And look, by the way, I'm just going off of what the show is showing me. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying Hannah's a terrible person or anything by any means. Like I just mean based off what the show is seeing, I I don't know. And I might feel differently this week and say I'm team Hannah. I don't know. That's what we do when we watch these shows. It's so true. So do you watch um, many scripted shows or is like reality TV your like go-to? No, I watch a lot of scripted stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much check out like everything. My boyfriend and I both love, he watches more of like the murder mystery stuff. But, you know, at night we usually, uh, I watch the reality stuff on my own. And and then at night we usually come together and watch, you know, something scripted. I'm trying to think of like what we're watching now. We, I mean, now we're watching like uh, rewatching the OC at night, but I try to check out everything. I like a lot of comedy stuff and, you know, we watch a lot of stuff. Have you seen Seaspiracy on Netflix? No, no, what is it? 
Oh, you have to watch it. What is it about? Well, it's not reality. It's not murder. It's not anything <laughs> <No>. like. But <laughs> everybody needs to watch Seaspiracy. Wait, say, so it's C, like the letter? Seaspiracy, like the C-S-E-A, Spiracy. It's a documentary on what's happening to our oceans and how all of the life in the oceans is going to be depleted by 2046 if we keep continuing the way that we are with depleting our oceans. And when that happens it's going to kill all life on this planet. So it's a super important documentary to watch. And I would suggest you and everyone listening, watch it. I'll be watching it. You know, we, we're watching that QAnon documentary on HBO Max, which is fascinating. We have, I think, two episodes left of it. But I love a good documentary too. Yeah, same. What, uh, well, you said you couldn't think, but I was going to say, what other, um, are there any other Bravo shows that we haven't mentioned that are like one of your go-tos, whether it's on right now or not? I'm newly addicted to Top Chef. Like, I love it. I don't recap it on my show, but I, uh, over the um, last year, I binged like 11 seasons of it and I really liked it. And then Married to Medicine, I think is always super consistent, really great. And it's another show I like not, recapping it on my show because I can just watch it and enjoy it. Cause when I'm watching like Vanderpump rules, I'm fucking taking notes and like, I am going through it. I'm thinking about what am I going to say about Sheena? What am I going to say about that person? So I like having shows like married to medicine or top chef where I can just enjoy. And I usually binge below deck. Like after a season ends, I'll go and, and binge it. Which below deck is your favorite? I miss Hannah, or uh, I, not Hannah, I meant Kate, but I, I like the Hannah Blow Deck Med seasons. And then, um, I, but I miss Kate Chastain on the original Blow Deck. Yeah, I've only watched the Med one because of Hannah, but I'm just, I'm obsessed with that one. So I can still continue to watch it when she wasn't on it. I mean, it's not the same, but it's still yeah. such a great show. Yeah, it's, yeah. A cons- it's a consistent show. And I feel that uh, Top Chef is like that too, where you can just kind of pop it in and you know you're, it's going to be entertaining. Like it, it'll, yeah. it'll be a good show. So you had brought up your boyfriend a little bit. Um, how has your relationship been during quarantine and just this past year? You know, everything's been really good. We just celebrated our 11th anniversary. So we've been together wow. 11 years, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but we both, before the pandemic, we both worked from home. And so we have separate like spaces that we uh, work from. And so that wasn't really much of a change for us. And I was telling friends early on when people were, were quarantining and all of that stuff, I was saying like, make sure you take space apart from each other during the day, even if it's like you're in the kitchen and he's in the bedroom or whatever it is. Just, I, I, I'm a big fan of like, come together at night and watch your night shows before bed or something like that. But uh, it's important to just have some space, uh, even though we're at, at the time we were uh, asked to sort of stay inside and indoors. I think like we just continued it taking enough time apart so that when we would see each other at night, it was like we were excited to hang out with each other. But it's interesting, you know, my, I think what my mom told me when I was young, like in relation, long-term relationships, you have like good years and bad years. And the more time that goes on, I look back and this past year for us, I feel like we've had a really good year and I know that we'll have a bad year probably soon or something, but, uh, I think you know, we're in it for the long haul. So I just always, I think of that like roller coaster of, yeah, this was a really good year in terms of our relationship. And so, but I, I'm not so afraid of like, if we have a bad one, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Wow, 11 years. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Aww. We had a little we had a little break little break early on, but uh yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you need that to know what you really want and to appreciate it even more. So, 
Yeah. Sometimes yeah, that's him. necessary. Yeah. He's no J.C. Chazé, though. I mean, what, was, <laughs> what was he like as a lover, Sheena? What, what can you tell me about that? I, I don't know. It didn't get that far. But I do have a photo of myself and him at his house dancing on a table of his. Will you like, send it to me or can we post it online or something? I, I need to find it because this was from like 2005 and it's like a printed out photo that I think is in a box in storage. You have but to I find know, it, Gina. I know, I know I have it. That will yeah. light the internet on fire. And by the internet, I mean my own uh, personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll enjoy it. I think it'd be so great. Does Brock ever get jealous? Like if you were to start talking about John Mayer, would Brock get jealous or is he not the jealous type? <laughs> He's not the jealous type. And even when like a John Mayer song comes on, like one of my exes would have wanted to like change the station or like roll their eyes. He like doesn't even know it's a John Mayer song. Like this happened oh, two nights that. ago. We're driving to dinner and it was whatever John Mayer song. And I just like turned it up a little and started singing along to just like fuck with him and see if he like got it. And just clueless, no idea. So well, I have to say though, when we were all in Mammoth for New Year's Eve, I guess John Mayer was on the New Year's Eve special. We were all watching. So it could have been an awkward situation because we're all sitting there watching this and Brock is there and Sheena's there. And I gave Sheena like this like side eye, like this little smirk and Brock saw me do that. And he's like, yeah, Jamie, we know she banged. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Jealous. I love it. <laughs> he's, I mean, I've only met him a couple of times, but he was always so super sweet. Yeah, he's the best. He actually took my cat to the vet today because she hasn't been feeling well. And I was like, I've had this podcast scheduled for a week, and the only time he could get her in was today. And uh-huh. he's just, he's so good. He's a good cat dad. He's going to be a good dad dad. And he's the best. Yeah. But um, we'll keep on taking those videos of him with his top off, you know, just putting them online. Thank you for your your tireless work, Sheena. Oh, we will. There's more to come on my vlogs with the naked chef and his apron. <laughs> um, that's all I have for you, unless Jamie has anything else. And if you have any non VPR questions you wanted to ask before we wrap it up. I mean, we're talking about John Mayer. Did you read the Jessica Simpson book? Did I already ask you this? No, I haven't. I want you to read it and then give me a full breakdown of if you recognize any of the traits that she talked about with him. From what I've heard, I think there were some similarities, but I haven't read it. So I do need to read it and then I'll, I'll write you a book report. Okay, write me a report. <laughs> do a, Come on my show. You'll break it all down. Listen to the audiobook. It's great. Perfect. Uh, no, thank you guys so much. It was such an honor to chat with you guys. And Gina, congratulations on the baby. And I... I um, do you have the name? Did you announce the name? No, we haven't yet, but I'll tell you off the show. What, what do you make? And- okay, you started an Instagram account for Mini Sheena, though. And what do you make of I mean, that's like a thing now. All the Bachelor people do that. And now you did it. And some of the other Vanderpump people did it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she's got a good following. I think last night she hit 47K. Oh my so, God. Oh my God. That's depressing yeah. to me. That's depressing <laughs> to me. Sheena, like I, I'm trying to get my following up and your baby's already got 47 K. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to leave it as mini Sheena for now. We're not going to announce her name until, you know, after she's born and we hold her. Cause we've actually with the middle name, we're on like the third one. And we've changed our minds a few times. So I'm like, we have some personalized things. And I'm like, well, hope the name sticks. Do you have to change the Instagram handle if you, uh, when you name the baby? 
No, because Brock has already reserved her name on his account. So people think that on her Instagram, like that they were able to figure out what her name is. And I was like, that was just something we were trying out. I changed okay. it to Mini Sheena because that's actually not her name. So. Wait, but now I'm so confused. So the people who follow Mini Sheena, will they automatically follow the new handle? So uh, he has it reserved. So whenever I change it, he'll just have to like change what it is. And then okay. I'll take that name over. Oh my God. And is that, and that's to get like baby sponsorships and stuff, right? I mean, that would be a bonus. I just, you know, needed a place to post more maternity photos. (laughs) I lived for all, I lived for all the pregnancy photos, you know, all those dramatic Hawaiian photos. Wow. I lived for it. I think I have one more to post today, you know, just because I have so many good ones and people are like, enough is enough. I'm like, is someone paying you or forcing you to follow me? I don't think so. More you, know, to come. You, you do you. If you got a speedo shot of Brock that you want to post, then you do so, Sheena. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like, especially a pregnancy after a loss, you have just like a whole extra sense of gratitude. And I'm just like, I am so thankful to be pregnant. I never knew that it was a possibility. And then I had a loss. And now, you know, here I am 37 weeks and I just want to post as much about it because this is something I didn't know would ever happen in my life. And if anyone who's following me doesn't want to see that, then don't fucking follow me. Right. Like, and, and you know better than anyone, you can't win anyway. If you were to not post any, then people would say, you know, you can't really win. And, you know, people are going to dog you no matter what, unfortunately. Exactly. So whatever. It is what it is, but thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you, ladies, this so was much. So fun. All right, I gotta run. Thank you, guys. It was so nice meeting you too. I'm thank, thank you. Nice I'm glad you. we got to chat. Okay. Yes. Right. Bye. Thank you, guys, for listening. We will be back next week. I don't know with who. It might just be me and Jamie. I think that's what we should do. Yeah. We so catch up. Have a little catch up episode, and then oh my gosh, baby's gonna be here so soon. Oh, crazy, crazy. But thank you guys so much for listening. See ya. Or talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.